Good afternoon, everybody. I welcome you all to the Rural Word, episode 17. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting the show. We thank you all for just staying in there with us. We are grateful by the glory of God to be at episode 17. You know, we we thankful for being consistent. We thank God for giving us the strength to continue and for us to be in this far. I'm here with my host. Your boy Pastor Santa. Come on in the house, baby. And we got two special guests. Guests, introduce yourself. I'm Pastor Pierre. And my name is Adele. Adele's my little sister. Shout out to Adele. And Pastor Pierre also runs the Winter Circle Church with Pastor Santa Camon. Happy to have both of them here. They're two inspiring individuals doing big things, and we're just here to help support the community and to glorify our brothers and sisters. So we'll start off by just giving them a, a couple questions. Um, let's start off with Adele. Adele, um, I know that you are a recording artist, a singer, rapper. You also photographer. You do a lot of different things. You're a singer. You sing in the church as well. Like, how do you feel about your talent, and how has your talent changed your life? I feel that my talents are definitely a gift from God, and um, when I reflect on how many talents I have, sometimes I get even hard on myself that. God gave me so many resources and I may not be using them enough, you know, because he hasn't just instilled in me the power to sing, um, the power to be beautiful, the power to speak publicly, but he's instilled in me to reflect on my wrongs and correct them, and that's also a talent. Um, so I feel like my talents have brought me to places that uh, I normally wouldn't be if I didn't have them. So I just thank God that very early on, um, I respected my gift, and I started to kind of move forward and explore all the different things it can do. Wow, wow. So, quick question. Are, you, are, are we expected to see an album anytime coming soon? Uh, you can expect to hear some music, especially for New Year's 2018, going into 2018. Um, I've been just kind of taking a break because it's kind of like assessing everything that's going on because I don't just like putting stuff out just to put it out. Um, I kind of like to just go through things so that when I record stuff, I write all of my own music, and it can be real life things that I went through and people can relate. Mm, that's amazing. And watch out for Adele on my brother AJ's new album called Noir, N-O-I-R-E. That's on that Piff and on SoundCloud. The link is in the description, so check that out. Pastor Pierre, what's up? Hey. How you doing? I'm very, ble I'm very blessed, thank you. I'm Pastor Pierre, what's up? The is in the building. Don't worry. Don't worry. Once he start going, he's going. I'm here, and uh, I want to thank you for inviting me and uh, to share your platform uh, with me. And I want to first of all uh, congratulate you for uh, this wonderful place here. Because coming here, um, I was. Uh, you just said this is your uh, 17th um, episode. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, I was there in the, in the uh, during the earlier episode. Yes. Yeah, Pastor Pierre was there when we was in the library. He's a official. So it's my brother. Coming here, I definitely see growth. Uh, I definitely see I definitely see productivity. I see increase. I see vision. Hallelujah. So therefore, I see growth. I see development. So therefore, I want to congratulate you and uh, Pastor Camo and uh, all your. Uh, entourage for this upgrade, and I see the blessings of the Lord upon what you're doing. You're actually uh, bringing knowledge because we are living in an, uh, a time of enlightenment, 
and but we still have a lot of people who are ignorant about certain things. That's true. And coming here and enlighten the community and bringing state of the art knowledge and uh, improving uh, their their lives, I think it's a wonderful thing, and I think God will certainly bless you for that. And I can see the blessings already. So congratulations. Amen. I just wanted to say something before we continue. I want to give a shout out to a couple of people who are viewing. I see Ernst is watching. Um, Shah Mullah's watching, my man Lafayette, Sabon's watching, Vladimir's watching, Steve, Stephen Smith is watching. We appreciate you guys. Please share this video as we're live streaming. And I know, uh, Ricard, I want to ask something real quick. Shout out to my boy Girl in the building, my boy from 8-9, my boy from Kanasi. Shout out to Kanasi High School, shout out to Kanasi The Hood. And I just thank you all for viewing, thank you all for supporting the movement. The group page is up, we're going to have a YouTube page up soon. Support the show, donate to the GoFundMe and the PayPal. And Shout out to all you guys, you know. So today's episode is called The Latter Days, you know, similar to The Later Days. Because recently, if you look at the news and you look at the current events and everything that's going on, and on top of that, there was the earthquake in Mexico. Mexico was hit with two, two earthquakes in the last two weeks, about an earthquake a week. And this morning, we wake up and we see, what, 50... 58 people got killed. 58 killed and over 400 injured, and, right? And, and you know what's, you know what's even worse? 15 too? injured. Yeah, and, and what's even worse is that they, they, ref, they refuse to call the person who did it um, a terrorist. We've noticed that when black people do crimes, they call them thugs. When, 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 um, when Arabic people, they, they, call them, they call them terrorists. Mm -hmm. But or when, jihadists. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but when, when a, a white person do um, crimes like this in a large magnitude, because you know that in the country, it's usually white folk who do mass shootings. Mm -hmm. They refuse to call them terrorists, and they, refu and, and they also refuse to say that they're sane, and they use the, 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 the mental instability card. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to ask you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Start off with a dog. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have so many thoughts around, around you know, how certain people are depicted in America. I was recently reading articles that showed how people walking down the street will fear a black man not knowing that statistically a black man is least likely to hurt them compared to a white man. When you look at the most violent crimes, the most mass committed crimes against groups of people, against nature, you know, with pipelines and oils and killing a mass amount of people, you know, or, or even when it comes down to rape, even when it comes down to robbery, a lot of people you know, are more afraid of, of a black man, but they don't, they don't seem to really look at the news. And that's how you know propaganda in media plays a big role in, wow. how, in how people are seen because you always see a black man playing, you know, a thug or not even, even in a role, but realistically, whenever they do something wrong, their face is plastered all over and it's like a black man, a black man, to the point where you got people justifying police killing them by that. Well, you guys kill each other. Well, you, well, well you're out here killing. Well, you guys are criminals and... But it's like you see who you see you see who's doing the crimes, you know. Wow. You, you know you see who's doing it, but you know, like like you said, they're not going to call them terrorists, and it's never justified still for people to go out and and kill all white people based off of that. So I just wish that we would be fair as a country. You know, we we would call a terrorist a terrorist no matter what they look like, and we would mm. call a criminal a criminal, and we wouldn't make black men feel like they have to go out of their way to act normal when they are normal. You know what I mean? But that's the same thing that, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, that's the same thing that Colin Kaepernick was basically saying, mm -hmm. and he lost his job doing that. Mm -hmm. He was basically saying that, 
I'm not kneeling to disrespect the veterans or to disrespect the country. I'm kneeling because we live in a country where black men are assassinated on camera, on TV, and no one does anything about it. Mm -hmm. It's a systematic system of racism in America. No one wants to talk about it. And because Kaepernick lost his job and he pledged to donate over a million dollars of his own money, which this month is going to fulfill that pledge of a million dollars because he's been donating 100000 a month. It's going to fulfill that pledge. He's brought awareness to it. And the president went on TV and called black men in the NFL protesting sons of bitches. And now it's like full. It's nationwide now. So no one can really ignore it. But you got to remember Kaepernick started and he risked almost everything for that. And we're at a point in time where like it's almost like we're going back in time, back to the wow. 70s, the 60s, the That's 50s. True. And it's like the same thing. The only thing is they're not spraying us with holes and sicking dogs on us. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're killing us on Facebook Live and on TV. And our kids are left dead in the middle of the street. And mm -hmm. it's like we all got shot. Sure. Like when Mike Brown got shot. We all got shot because that yeah. could have been everybody. Mm -hmm. Same thing with with um, Trayvon Martin. He's a little kid. He went to the store to get Skittles and, and, a, Arizona. and an Arizona iced tea. And then he got shot by a neighborhood watchman who wasn't yeah. even a cop. And, and, and they told him to back off. They told him to back up, but he refused to listen, and he pursued them anyway. And you heard what he said. He said, they always do this. They're always in my neighborhood. Who's they? Exactly. You know. Somebody made a comment. Chris, want to give Chris a shout-out. Shout Christopher. Chris. He said, I agree that this is sad. Society paints every day, everybody in a bad picture. Um, okay? Or something that just is not true about the individual. But for all due respect, what does this have to do with the Three Angels message? We are in precious times of probation, and we're talking about these issues, and this is not getting us ready. It is our faith in God's word that I'll be getting, getting us through the, the time of trouble. That's what he says. Let that answer, Sean. Okay. Um, I don't know about the three angels. Maybe you guys will answer that afterwards. Yeah. But here's, here's my issue oftentimes with the black church and Christianity. We need to be realistic, and that's the reason why the Christian church has not really put their foot down. You have, I mean, you really even hear a pastor say black lives matter. And it's very strange that we'll tell black young children, pray, pray, Jesus is with you, Jesus is with you. But we can't even be honest with them that they are afraid for their lives. That's true. You have, you have people who are the same age as my cousins, 15 years old, 14 years old, young black boys and girls. Because let's not forget, you know, Corinne Giles and Sandra Bland, minding their business and they still fear. I fear for my sister just as much as I fear for my brothers. And all you keep telling them is God is with you, God is with you. Yes, he is, but we need to address that they cannot ignore that Trayvon could have been them. Michael Brown could have been them. You know, I forgot what this, what this young, there's just so many, but this young boy um, that the, the cop didn't even get out of the car yet, and the, the, and the dispatcher said, it's probably a toy gun. Tamir Rice, yes. before he even got out the car, he shot the kid, and the kid was in the playground of a project building just playing with a toy gun. These, these are our children. And so in order for us to, to bring them to God, we have to be real with them. Because they see it. And how do you think they feel when they go to church and nobody's acknowledging, hey, I know you kids probably seeing this on TV. You know, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, God is with you, but you have to address what they're seeing. And that's why so many children, so many young people, they kind of turn their back from the church because they feel like the church is not being real enough. That's right. You know, you're giving them God and you're giving them Jesus, but you're not saying to them, hey, I know that these cops are out here doing this. And I know. And it's our job as as a church, to, to play a more prolific role in society, because we could, we could probably talk to our local police department, but we don't take that initiative. But we could probably build a better relationship between our law enforcement and our children. We have more power, we have money, we have resources, and we have people. Every Saturday, we have 
at least I'd say about what fifty people or more in the church. More than that. More than that, we probably have like one Probably like two hundred people that could that could do a march, that could do a peaceful protest, or that could at least reach out to the community on how we could calm down race relations. But we're not going to get anywhere ignoring the fact that there is a systematic race issue in this country where we're trying to raise our Christian boys and girls. And it's not enough to just tell them, turn the other cheek because Jesus is with you, you know, because a lot of our great leaders had faith. You know, Malcolm X was a Muslim. Dr. King was a Christian. And they came together on the common ground that, you know, Malcolm X called God Allah and Dr. King called God God. And he believed in Jesus Christ, but they both followed God and they both believed that through him they could have that power. And so without God and the strength of the black community you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. So we have to put those two together because they're not separate. The thing is that what I've noticed, that to, and I'm going to pass Pastor Pierre this, I feel that a lot of our leaders, they're afraid to die for the cause. They're afraid mm -hmm. to speak the truth to power. And I feel that when we awake the masses, like we're doing right now, for example, they just did a, a recent survey that the NFL is losing a lot of money. Of course, because no one's watching it. No one is watching it until mm -hmm. they allow Colin Kaepernick to join the NFL because a lot of players, and I'm not trying to put you know people's dirty business out there because you know we all fall short from the glory of God. But there's um, NFL players who've killed people; they got away. There's NFL players who shot people; they got away with it. And there's and, NFL players that beat their wives, that, and they got away with it. And their and girlfriends, and they still playing. Because yeah. he took a knee. He took a knee. That was a problem and everything like that. So the thing is that we as a church, we have to deal with these issues. We have to be involved in our community, which we lack tremendously. We got to get involved in our community because the community is looking for a parliament, is looking for betterment and everything. But I just want to ask my man, Pastor Pitt, because I know it's a silent killer right here. So don't be, uh, don't, you know, he's official. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? He's a bomb right here. I just want to ask Pastor Pitt, how do you feel about the murders um, that, uh, that occurred, the tragedy that happened um, this morning? Um, what's your thoughts on everything? Well, um, definitely, we, uh, I hear the word uh, institutional, institutional racism, and uh, we know that this is uh, the country in which we live, you know, that uh, promote uh, racism and uh, everything about the systems. It, it, it's to keep the black man down because the reason why they're trying to keep the black man down is not because uh, what they portray that we are uh, savages and we are just uh, ready to hurt somebody, but because they know that uh, we are the mothers and fathers of civilization. Mm. Uh, they know that each black man is, is a power. If you allow him to have education, if you give him resources, he can conquer the world. And so they're afraid and because now um, uh, uh, whites in this country are becoming a minority. Wow. Because um, when you look at uh, the, the, the statistics of how many uh, people of color we have here, in America and black whites are becoming a minority and they and they're not shooting the Koreans they're not shooting the the, the, the Indians but they're shooting the black because they know what we are made of they know what's in our DNA and that's one of the reason why for instance uh, when we talk about um, uh, body part uh, how do you call it, trafficking body even the, the body parts of black men and women it, they're very superior very robust you understand? Wow. You can live long. That's one of the reasons why when they tried the Indians on the plantations, they couldn't survive the hard work uh, in the sun and from sunrise to sunset. But that's the reason why they went to Africa and they were able to get us. And when they discovered that we're robust, we can stand the sun because 
the, 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 the pigmentation of our skins and the, how God made us and carefully made by the image of God. And we do know that Jesus himself was, was not European. No, he so, was not. You know, no, no, it's just too easy go to so much. But I want to address uh, a, a, a gentleman that mentioned something about the three angels. Christopher. Which was, which was very good, uh, Chris. One wonderful thing. Because now we are living in the latter days. We are living in time of, uh, of uh, the, the end of time. Or you, want, you can call it uh, apocalyptic uh, time or... Uh, or a prophetic time we are living in. You know, the same country, America, at one point, it was built upon religious principles. And now they had legislated laws to keep God out of this country, to keep God out of municipalities, to keep God out of the government and out of the schools. So because of that, when you, because don't forget, before we were human, listen to this very carefully, before we, we had a human uh, uh, before we were human, we were first spirit. Uh, we were first spirits. So we were made of both uh, uh, flesh and spirits. So when God created humanity, the, the very word humanity, the the, the first word the, uh, has is two words that made the word humanity. There is the word humas uh, in the Greek, which means spirit, mm. and man. The 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 the, the uh, second half of the word means uh, means uh, flesh or or dirt. So we were made out of dirt. We became flesh. But before that, God had to put His DNA upon us, yeah. and God has to breathe the breath of life within us. But what happened is that when they removed God out of the picture, and uh, Americans are not looking for God anymore, they removed God from the schools. So what we are having now, we are having mass shootings because when people or don't have God in their lives, then therefore the other uh, negative spirits invade you. And that is why they're quick to say, well, this person has uh, what you call, uh, has mental issues or uh, um, they, they call it um, something temporary, uh, uh, insanity and stuff of that nature. What does that mean? It means temporarily this person went crazy, this person was, was, was possessed by demons. Well, they said they had PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. All these nonsense they give it, but the reason why is because we remove God. So the three angels' message tell us that we must fear God and give glory to Him. Which God? The God who created the heaven and the earth. The God who created you and I, where we were fearfully and wonderfully made. We have to pause and go back uh, to the old way of doing things by acknowledging who God is, mm -hmm. that he is supreme. And he says, uh, be still and know that I'm God. So because we are living in a time when people are not acknowledging God, so therefore now the spirit of demons, the demonic spirits, are coming and invading the world and invading people, and that is why you see uh, even nature itself is, mm -hmm. is revolting. Nature itself is, is going it's going nuts. You see um, the, the, the the frequency of the hurricanes, and and, 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 uh, and if you know anything, you will know that uh, the, the devil's um, citadel is underwater. Wow. So it's not by any chance. I didn't even know that. The waters they, they go crazy and they begin all this swirling, and we can see the raging of that water. And they, before that, the eye in that hurricane used to be very small, and the the, the, the hurricane itself was. Very small, not it, it widened the territory and destroying people, destroying things because the spirit of God is removing itself from the world 
as the Bible says, and then the spirit of demons now is, is, is taking over the world. So we need to learn to pray. America, we need to go back to God. We need to acknowledge God because the three angels' message says, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is at hand. So I never thought I would be... Um, uh, in agreement with Donald Trump, because he said that we call he called uh, what just happened um, in Nevada. Uh, he called it pure evil. It is evil because these people, whether you call them terrorists, they are, uh, but they are invaded by negative spirits. That's true. Because of that, because there's no God. If there's no God, these people are going nuts because uh, evil spirits are invading people. You can't even walk on the streets, but the people will, who will at attack you on the streets. They don't look like me. You understand? Although they make it look like we are savages, but we don't go around attacking people. Because and, and, and so when one of us actually do something, they put our faces all over the media. Mm -hmm. But when somebody... And you know what's crazy, though? This morning, I watched the news for 30 minutes. I didn't see a picture of that man's face. Yeah! What's up with that? Because they don't want to... Well, they showed his Asian girlfriend before they showed yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> The nuance here, they show the Asian, Asian girlfriend until today. We don't know what he looked like, we know by the name, we know by the act, we know what he looks like. And, and, and the picture that he has to sort of cut your past mm -hmm. is his picture, but his eyes is closed, his eyes are not even open. open. So, therefore, and, and, and so the, the wait, who killed him? He killed himself. That's uh, what it's they it's said. It's Apparently, it's while law enforcement was closing in on him. While he was in that hotel room, when they found him, they found him dead. Apparently, looked like he, he, he was a coward. He actually took himself. I want to ask you a question. You said something about sitting that the, the demons, he said the devil sitting is, is in the waters? Yeah, underwater. Yeah. In, the Bible, in the Bible, it says something about when the sons of God went on to the, the daughters of man and they had children, they made the Nephilim and the giants. They said that how some angels came and they banished the demons and they locked them. Underwater, you ever heard that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's so what happened. So the citadel, when God um, chased the devil from heaven, when he came down, uh, the, the 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 chief devil himself, he citadel is underwater. Wow. And there are some that invade the air. That's there are some that's walking um, on the earth, but they come in and out, so they go to heaven, just like God is in heaven. Wow. The devil himself, the the, the what you call Lucifer. His citadel is underwater, and so that's the reason why, and you, if you ever heard of um, the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, yes! Water, wow. Anything that passed near it, whether it's in air, whether it's a plane that's passing, it will pull you down. And until today, there is a mystery in there. In the They're ocean. trying to find out why it happened. But 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 where did it pull? Where did it, it pulls, Pastor? Say it again. Where did it pulls that that the Bermuda Triangle? Where, where it pulls it because they they don't find no bodies. They don't find no. Exactly. We, they call it a mystery. The reason why they call it a mystery is because there is some invisible power that's doing the work. So wow. The the devil citadel is underwater. So when you see the waters are just are just are just going crazy and just swirling and getting on on, on the earth and just destroying people. That's there. There are evil spirits behind it. Wow. Yeah, they also said the ocean holds a lot of secrets, and you can't like there's some parts of the ocean you can't even reach the depth because it's so deep, and there's animals and, and and the water that's never been found and things of that nature. Wow. Absolutely. And even when you hear about the mermaids, the mermaids are real. Uh, yeah, I heard it's very demonic too. I heard it was demonic. Yeah. So that's that's. Uh, uh, there is this demon called I don't know how they say it in English, but they call it Erzini. 
Okay. Yeah, so that well, that's kind of like Ursula out. from the Ursula. Little Mermaid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that Ursula, that, that mermaid, the, the mermaid you see is that uh, female demon. Oh, wow. So that, you know, so so when you see, they showing you her underwater, and they even make animated um, dolls and, 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 and uh, animated pictures of spirits. Wow. But and Disney always watch. promoted demonic things. Sexual yeah. messenger. Yeah, of course, like Disney, of course, like yeah, penises sure. and everything like that. Facts. Yeah. So, like, okay, the one thing I noticed about President Trump is that he'll tweet something on Twitter before he even announced it on TV. You don't think that's weird? I think that's very weird. It, it, it is weird. I mean, like, we need a leader, not not a tweeter. But I mean, we got a tweeter. That's, <laughs> that's how he is. That's how he. That's how he. You know, got his audience, and that's kind of. I had to write a paper when I was at Berkeley that that was basically um, addressing like something called new media because I'm a I was a marketing major. I graduated with my degree in marketing, and new media is this: the phone, the Instagram, the Facebook. You know, a new way to promote and show people like this is new media. The fact that we can go live, that's true. And people can watch it, and it goes faster. Yeah, and it goes faster. faster. So we it's don't like news. A, it's just like news. We don't need a newspaper. We don't need to hit up the newspaper. Hey, my name is Ricardo Newell, and I want to get in. You can do your own newspaper right here. Yeah. You know, just so like how we built this show. Shout out to the real world. <laughs> Shameless plug. You know, and it's it's great. It's impressive, especially for young entrepreneurs like yourself. And she was asking us, what is an example of somebody utilizing new media to capitalize? And I said, well, look at Donald Trump. You know, he used Twitter, and that's where Hillary Clinton, her whole campaign was like, I know people don't want him to be president, so they're going to vote for me just off default. That was her whole marketing campaign. That's why she lost again. That's why she lost, because Twice. she didn't reach out to, you know, the masses. She didn't go and shake people's hands and kiss babies. You know, even Barack Obama got his hands dirty. And countries that he know didn't even like black people, he went. And did the groundwork. Her whole thing was she got Beyonce and Jay Z like they were the king and queen of black people, and did a concert, you know. But she didn't go out there and do the groundwork. While this man, even though he had Twitter fingers, he was reaching a whole, Facts. a whole market that she didn't even tap into just with new media. That's why I was saying earlier that my brother AJ should get a Twitter and really tweet because it's so fast. It's only 150 characters. You gotta say something important. You gotta give a strong opinion because you only got but so much words. And now he's our president. You know, he he utilized him being what seventy something, seventy five. This morning I saw him on TV. He looked like he was almost dead. He looked mad pale and orange. He had mad makeup on. I'm like, look at this guy. It looked like like a dried up orange. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the comments? I see a couple comments. Yes, I want to give a shout out to uh, Rebecca Angels for watching. My man said, "I'm um, Steve G. Wharton." He said, "Shout out to Stevie. What's up, boy?" It's, it's funny how money changes situations. Miscommunications leads to complications. You might win some, but you really lost one. And it's so silly how it comes to the NFL. My man, um, David, your man David, he basically said, I'm so sorry I, I, sh I should have been on this episode. I'll be there next Monday. We'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that. David just promoted himself. But shout out to David. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and basically, um, my man Steve um, J. Warren says, shout out to the, uh, to the blessings and to the real world. If there's anybody who has any questions or any comments, please feel free to do so, and also to we definitely want you guys to repost what's going on and everything like that. Wow. Yeah, man. So another thing is Puerto Rico. Like I see all the yes, DJs, all the that. Hispanic people. Shout to Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony. Jay shout to A. Rap. Oh, yeah, Fat Joe. Uh huh. Shout to um the strip club. What's it called? Starlet. Yeah. Yeah. Even them and Cardi B. They're all donating, but 
it's sad that like entertainers and on and entrepreneurs they have to donate, but our government's not doing much for their own people. Like even going back to when Haiti had their earthquake, and in America, what happened to that money? Yeah, what happened to that? What money? happened to that? America money? had control of that money. Who had control of it? Bill Clinton, right? Bill Clinton, also Bill Clinton. Clinton. Bill Clinton Foundation. Yeah, the Clinton Foundation, and and, and up until this day, a lot of parts of Haiti still in shambles. So we sit here looking at Puerto Rico. The sad part is they had like Trump had the opportunity to repel that import embargo, which makes it slower for things to go into Puerto Rico. So the relief is coming in slow. He had the chance to repel that, so the relief could go in faster. He said, "No, he's not going to repeal it." Actually, he did. He, he did repeal he, he it. He did do that he recently. Did, recently, because of the pressure. Okay, because uh, yes. of the pressure. And what he said, he said that. Puerto Rico should stop looking for our help, how they should help themselves. And he was like, he said Puerto that? Rico, yeah, he was like, Puerto Rico should, wor should worry about their own debt that they owe the people on Wall Street. Why? Because his friends work on Wall Street. He has money on Wall Street, so Puerto Rico technically owes him some money too. So he's like, they should worry about paying off their debt. So, like, he's all about the money. Like, it's all about the money. But that's a but that's. A representation of America. They don't care about people. They only care about money. Only America could have. Sorry, I'm gonna let you say that. But I just want to point out that I really feel like Donald Trump couldn't have been president anywhere else. In and the whole world is laughing at us. The whole world is laughing at like, us. Only here can a person, a reality star, who says weird things, who's like, who's like a big character, can become the president. A big orange Barney. A big orange Barney. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody who's such a joke, who talks that way about people of color, who who jokes about building a wall, and you know, only only here can that happen. And you know what's so crazy? Because of that, The Rock also fought for presidency too. I mean, if he can become president, The Rock could be president. Kanye could be president. I mean, anybody. Anybody. Yeah. First, you born in America, you got a I microphone. Be president, so I vote for him any day. I'll be vice president. <laughs> There was a time the presidency was something sacred, Se serious. something serious, something yeah. you can look, look look up to. But now, I mean, with it, it's been defiled by this president. You know, I, I would never thought I'd live to hear a president of the United States standing on on, on a pulpit talking about calling people uh, uh, SOBs. Uh, uh, SOBs and all these other nonsense. You understand what I'm saying? It's something very prestigious that people look up to, but. Hey, this is the latter days, and people are becoming so demonic. <laughs> so is our president. But one thing we need to understand is that Donald Trump never wanted to be president. Man, he entered he was the, the race. President. He entered the race because he wanted to get some publicity. Because he, he entered the race man. because they they made fun of him at one of those dinners at the White House where Obama was like, "Oh, look, here's Trump." Ha ha ha. And he looked at him like, okay, I'm going to run for president. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and he so ran. He's just going to do that. And, you know, because he's a, a businessman, so he'll be more known and to make more money and so of that nature. And when they yes. knew all the rich guys, they said, wait, nine NFL owners donated to his campaign? Yeah. Including Jerry Jones? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's why he's like, you guys going to do what they say, you SOBs, because he feels like, okay, my friends own the team, so they own you. So it's back to, like, there's a meme that shows basketball players in the club and they show football players on the field working in the field, in the cotton field. And it's funny how they call it a field. When you go to the NFL combine, you you, you like take off your shirt and you stand, they see how much you can lift up, how fast you can run. And then you're like, okay, let's see which team picks him up. You go to the highest bidder, the biggest, blackest, strongest 
nigga. It's the same <laughs> thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was absolutely. just saying so, that so the NFL. Mistake, and, and when he used that word, and, the, and one thing we need to understand too, that word SOP, it was a very same word they used on the plantation. What? So it's, um, Sons, boy. That, and mother effort too. And mother effort. Yes, where like they had those the, words originated from the plantation while the the the, the um the white uh, slave masters forced the black man <laughs> to sleep with his mother, to sleep with his mother to, with his sister, and then they called and breeding him, farms. Yeah, and they call him, they call him MF. Because he just slept with his mother. What? But they put a bag over his head sometimes, yeah, so he wouldn't know. Bag over his head, or over the mother's head, because he, so that he won't know that he's actually sleeping with his mother. Wow. They, because they, during the 1600s, they stopped the import of slaves, so yeah. then they started breeding farms. That way, they won't have to bring them in. They'll just build more hair, just like how you breed horses and breed cattle. They would breed humans. Absolutely. So they use the black men as, as sperm donors to go around the plantation to sleep around with everybody. And but wait, they're still out. doing that right now. Black men are still and sperm so donors. And they put them back in jail and they become a slave and the woman is on welfare and she becomes a slave to the I, government. I was going to say that. That's the reason why right now, I'm we, we, in, in 2017, we still have that thing where we have a lot of baby mama issues. We have the average black man having four, five, six, seven children with different baby mamas. Not too long ago, I was watching a show by Ayana. There was this gentleman who was barely 40. He had 17 kids with about nine mothers. You know what I'm saying? But that's in the Bible where it says generational sin. Like you see how Abram, how Abraham sinned, so Isaac sinned, Isaac sinned, so Jacob sinned, so it was the same thing as passed off from generation to generation to generation to generation. Absolutely. So that's same what, thing. Uh, that's what the, the, the slaves learned on the plantation and they passed it from one generation to the next. So now it's time to break that cycle. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I invented uh, uh, Family Renaissance Ministry to teach black men how to take responsibility, how to know themselves, how to have a sense of uh, uh, a sense of identity mm. so that they can know how to commit to a woman and have children and take care of those children because we have too many young black children who are growing up without fathers. I have to ask you a question, Pastor. What made you start that ministry? Uh, that's a good question. Well, the reason why I, I started that ministry because when I realized the uh, statistics of uh, divorce in our community, so in the United States and, and, and more than any other industrial countries, uh, it's a little more than uh, 50% on a national average for uh, 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 across the board. But for the black community, mm. it's about uh, 65%. Mm. So, but understand, we are only 13% of the U.S. population. 13%. Mm. But if all the statistics are always against us, mm. are always not in our favor. So 65% of our families are... Uh, of our marriages are get are ending up into a divorce. That's mm. if we even get married. Yes, and, and a lot of us are not getting married. Those of us who are getting married, sixty-five percent of us are divorcing. One of the reason why is we don't know who we are. Wow. We have a, an identity issue. We don't know how to commit to a woman. The same thing we used to. They they they, they taught us. A lot of us grew up in broken homes. We, a lot of us grew up in grew up in broken homes. We don't know what it means to grow up where there is a daddy there to teach. Because we need men. Listen to this. We need men to teach boys how to become men. Exactly. So therefore, we have no men in the households, and seventy-five percent of the black um, household are being led by by a female. 
So therefore, and God never created the female to raise, to 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 train children to become to train the boy to become a a man to to train the girl to become a woman. This is daddy's job. It is daddy's job to teach to to raise that little girl to into from a princess into a queen. Mm -hmm. It is daddy's job to lift her spirit and and and. and and build herself so Mr. this what is the role of the woman in, in addition to the man's role in, 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 in the family oh, as well that's a good question the role of the woman is uh, wow. the woman is an incubator okay so whatever you give a woman she will multiply wow you give a woman a, a sperm she will give you children mm. you give a woman some grocery some groceries she will give you some some good food preach now okay a woman some nonsense uh, some nonsense she'll give you help wow so whatever you give to her then that's what she she, she will multiply it and give it to you wow so you give them hell you give them a bunch, a bunch of nonsense she will give you she'll give you help wow she'll make your life miserable wow so you you'll get that child support and salute to all my brothers who go through child support right now i feel your pain Never, Trust me. That's why I'm going to get married. I'm telling you. I know about the trap. You'll mm -hmm. never be happy with another <laughs> yes. one. Yes. So the goal of, 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 of our family renaissance ministry is uh, one of the first things we do is that we want to meet the young people uh, when they're engaged before they get married. We teach you the right way of doing it. We teach you the principle of marriage. We teach you the spirituality of marriage. Mm. And a lot of times people forget about that, the spiritual aspect of marriage. They concentrate on uh, the, the the glamour of marriage and you know the, the, the ceremony and you want to get the big limo you want to uh, make everybody happy you want to yeah. have that big thing going on that big celebration get all your homegirls or homeboys but after all is said and done now you are at home with this person now it's only you and her now what have you learned over the years who actually taught you uh, how to become a man or a woman what does it mean for you to, to live on, uh, under the same roof with a person? Because most of us, we have not seen it. Because in our communities, we don't see much men. We don't see much happy homes in our communities. Uh, so therefore, the, the, that's what we, and one of the things we do too, we, we work with the men. We teach men how to become men. And so one of the things, we teach you how to work, and not how to have a, get a job, but how to work. While you're working, you're, on, you, you're, be, you're beginning to have what you call vision. We need men with vision. You yeah. begin to have a vision, you begin to have an identity, you begin to have a purpose. The average men on, going, uh, on the street have no purpose. That's the reason why you see they're looking for purpose. That's why they're in front of the bodega, uh, you know, hanging out, because they have no purpose. They have no goal. They have nothing to live for. That's why they're in front of the liquor stores. That's why they join gangs, because they're looking for something that they don't get. So we teach you that. So you become a man, you become stable, and then you can go and raise a family. You can have that, that, that uh, we, we desensitize you from what you what our forefathers learned on the, on the plantation to go around and sleep with everybody and their mamas. And so you learn to uh, be committed to a relationship. We learn to respect that relationship because you learn by the spirituality of that. You learn uh, the godliness of, 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 of that and you learn to respect yourself because when you don't know who you are, you don't respect yourself you don't know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit you, preach, preach. That you are good night you, you, you bullets god created you uh to be, to be uh, god created you as the king 
of your home as the high priest of your home. Shout to Winter Circle Church. If you want to see Pastor Pierre and Brother Sanders preach, come to the Winter Circle Church. I invite you to please come. Love, and, let's go to some questions really quick. Basically, um, my man said, um, Urbana says, what's up, bro? I'm assuming that's your man. What's up, man? And basically, um, my man from Jersey said, that's what the Kardashians are doing with these black men. You guys agree with that? What, like what exactly? This is what the Kardashians are doing with these black men. They're breeding. I mean, I feel like... Because every guys that they get with, they mess them up. A lot of black men, and this is not a generalization. Yeah. But, and I do believe, first of all, before I even say that, let me just say that a lot of the things are learned and we need to unlearn self-hate. We need to unlearn. A lot of black men, they don't right. find black women beautiful. They don't find dark skin wow. black women beautiful. They don't find black women who have natural Afrocentric features. It's just like themselves, beautiful. And it's crazy because... I'll see a black man who looks like me. I look like you. I'm a reflection of you. We both have a broad button nose. We both have full lips. If you think I'm ugly, you think you're ugly. And that's probably why a lot of black men go after women. If they go after black women, they are black women that look more mixed or different. You know what I mean? So it's like it's easy to say, oh, the Kardashians trap black men or the Kardashians are using black men. But you can't use somebody that don't want to be used. And you can't take somebody that don't want to be taken. Like, for example, I love myself. Therefore, I can love a black man. I can love a black man who looks just like me. You know, I'm dating someone right now who's just about darker than me. And I think he's beautiful. I think my brother is beautiful. I think all of you here are attractive black men because I think I'm attractive. You know what I mean? It starts with your self-love. If I didn't think I was beautiful, I wouldn't be able to think you guys are beautiful. If I didn't see the value in myself, I wouldn't be able to stand up for you and see the value in you. So I think, you know, I can't really be mad at the Kardashians that they have Travis Scott and, 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 and these NBA, how many NBA players Coley has been with. Or, you know, um, baseball players, basketball players, NFL players. How many of these men want to wanna wife up these women who don't look like them? A lot of times, you know, I was, I was astounded when I saw who LeBron James's wife was. You know, that she was a beautiful okay, black queen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was astounded when I saw Dwayne Wade with Gabrielle Union. And it warms my heart because I'm like, okay, I know, I know that as a whole, there are still a bunch of black men who love and support and respect black women, you know, because when you love yourself, you know, you can love a black woman and you can raise a black child with traditional black features. But I think the Kardashians are mooching off of the self-hate of, of a lot of black men. They're mooching off of that history that a lot of black men have suffered and it's not, it's not your fault because you suffered in a country that made you feel so ugly that you can't help that you want to have mixed kids that you think they're going to have a better life if they're lighter. Sounds like a woman co-host, man. <laughs> but look at Kanye, though. He lost, he lost identity of himself after his mother died. And, yes, he and did. if you looked at him before his mother died to look at him now, he looks lost. Like, mm -hmm. he lost. He looked like he sold his soul. He's complaining. He lost all his friends. Like, like Jay-Z said, this in Kumbaya, if everyone is saying that you bugged out, then there's something wrong with you. You got to go check yourself. Mm -hmm. And Jay-Z and Beyonce, they made black love black couples cool because you'll see people at their level marrying black people all right um, like, black people is on that time in yeah but they're not as big as beyonce and jay-z obviously that's true that's true, that's true. yeah um, um somebody yeah. says um so sort of culture somebody said um Alexander, she said basically <laughs> she said black men are broken 
They are suffering from years of mental and emotional pains and suffering. Until we address that pain, that cycle continues. How do you think we could break that cycle? How do you guys feel about that comment as well? That's, that's very true. That's very true. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a very true because uh, the, my sister here just mentioned that because, you know, we, we've been demonized uh, on the plantation. They made us feel so inferior. And so we continue to have that, that, that inferiority. And one of the things that I said before, the, the, winner's, uh, the, the winner's circle and, um, and our family renaissance ministry is to help the black men to, uh, to have self-identity, to, to understand who they are to unlearn those things we have harbored in our heart uh, from the plantation over the centuries and over generations. We have to unlearn them to understand that we are mothers and fathers of civilization. Yes. We know that the things, everything that were invented, they were invented by black men, and we are wonderfully made, and God gave us uh, uh, great things from, from our bodies, from our organs, to everything that has to do with us. It's just wonderfully made, and we are so robust. We got the strength, we got the knowledge, we got uh, the, all we need is the possibilities. All we need is a change of heart. All we need is, is, a, is a renaissance and, and change our way of thinking. And this is what we are doing. We have to educate our black men. We have to help them to find themselves mm -hmm. and to, be, to help them to have a self-identity, to understand who they are. And then to, once we begin to do that, then they, they will begin to, uh, to, to have a better perspective of who they are. And as the sister said, until they learn to love themselves, they will not see a beautiful sister like that and say, well, this is a beautiful black woman, and I want her to be, uh, to, to be the mother of my children. You understand what I'm saying? And please, stop calling your, your girls uh, baby mamas. So this is that plantation thing and stuff of that nature. Oh, 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 hey, yo. Black woman is yeah, not your baby fast. mama. She is, she's supposed to be your wife. That's right. And that baby mama thing, you know, you know uh, Michelle Obama had suffered so much uh, uh, because of that. They've been calling her Obama's baby mama. Trying to say that she's ghetto, trying to say that she's from uh, she's from the hood and stuff of that nature. And she's and, the know, most educated first lady we've ever she had. Is, she is one of with two degrees. And now we have a first lady who's a former porn star. Exactly, barely <laughs> speaks English. Who was an immigrant? Absolutely, that's crazy. but they're not looking at her like that. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big problem. And, uh, <laughs> I like that line. So, I had a big discussion with 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 uh, with a with a. A number of uh, um, of um, celebrated black women, you know, from PhDs to uh, college professors, and we were talking black women, and we were talking. They like, you know, we, we have a big problem because uh, right now we have a big shortage of black men. That's true. And um, right now, you know, we have uh, about uh, uh, one decent black men with at least a college degree. Uh, who is heterosexual and wow. for every 21 women, black women. That's facts. Because a lot of black women are highly educated, they, they're in high positions, a lot of black men, they're dropping out, they want to do drugs, they want to sell drugs, they want to rap, they want to sell mixtape, they end up in jail, they catch felonies so they can't get good jobs, they can't go to college, they messed up themselves and the black women, well, they got to go on the other side. Hold this L, black man, hold this L. Absolutely. This is... Um, uh, this is what you call um, racism, um, institutional racism. That's, that's exactly how it was made, so that these black men, they don't amount to anything because they know that if the average black men get the resources, get the education, 
He is a weapon of mass destruction. Mm. And he is uh, some big thing for society. And that question. is the reason why it is very easy when you find yourself Pastor. in front of a police, it's mm -hmm. easy for them to just pull out a gun. Pastor, my sister has a question. I have a question for you guys. Why do you think, because that is statistically true that black women are graduating at a higher rate, staying in school, seeing it through, and then when they come out, they're professional, they're beautiful, they're independent, and there's no black man that they feel is qualified to, to hold that reign. And let me just say that you have a lot of men that will say, well, women need to learn how to, how to submit, but even the strongest woman would submit if she could see a leader in you. You know what I, I mean? I if like she that. could see an alpha male in you, if nobody's going to submit to you if she can tell you're going to lead her into Absolutely. destruction. Absolutely. She needs to see that in you <clears throat> yes. for her to submit. Because I know for me, no matter how smart I am, no matter what I do, once I see in a man that I can that I can submit to him because he, he has a good head on his shoulders, I'm going to follow him. So what do you think is lacking? Like, why, why do you think black men are not, you know, and it's, it's not a huge generalization. It's just, it seems like it's the majority are not being educated, not staying in school, and are not being those leaders that so many black women are yearning for. That's a good question. And, and uh, you couldn't say it, you couldn't say it um, any better because, um, as I said before, it's uh, part of it is... Uh, it's um, um, institutional racism mm -hmm. because they made it a way so that uh, since since after uh, after uh, the um, uh, slavery since after the slavery movement to the uh, 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 reconstruction uh, re reconstruction period, people They made it a way so that it's difficult for the average black man to find jobs. So because it's difficult for you to find jobs, then what happened? It became a crime to be unemployed. Yes. And then most black people went to jail. Once you go to jail, you become a slave again. A slave again. Right. So that's, we, that, that's, that's just, that's just uh, now instead of you being owned by the slave owner, uh, by the slave master, now you, you're being owned by the, by the government, yeah. by the state or the government. So, so what, they may, what they do is that they make it difficult for you to find a job, and then you, you have a family to, 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 to feed. You, you gotta survive yourself because you know you can't be homeless. Then what and you can't feed you them. Find yourself um, uh, doing crime on the street, petty crime. But the petty crime you do for the average people that would get a slap on the hand or maybe probation or maybe punishments are uh, worse uh, uh, for black men. Uh, maybe a couple of months in jail. Mm -hmm. They'll give you 15 years yep. or something that would take maybe three years of probation. They'll give you 15 years, and they're doing those 15 years now. You're back on the plantation. You're back in the master's home working without money, without mm -hmm. money. So that thing has been perpetuated and it's been strategically done for that the average black man not to find jobs. Mm -hmm. And do you know that, you know, especially when you have a last name that is not like the typical uh, uh, black man or the typical uh, um, European uh, last name, it becomes 50 times more difficult for you to get a job. Let me tell you a quick story, right? And then we're gonna go to the questions, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the last name, one time I went to a job interview in Midtown Manhattan. It was for a paralegal position, and I had a well-developed resume. Like, I worked overnight stock, but then after I graduated, I worked for a big law firm. I worked for a politician on his political campaign, so I developed my resume. When the guy came out to interview me, I stood next to a white man. We both stood next to each other, and he looked at the resume. He said, Ricard Gina Well, he looked at the white guy. The white guy was like, and I looked at the guy, and then he was like, Ricard, you know, well, a very impressive resume. The guy was like, and I just shook my head, I bust out laughing. He was like, wait, are you Ricard, you know, well? He was like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, no, I'm Ricard, you know, well. He said, oh, okay, so you go in the room, 
he goes, this is a very impressive resume. But, you know, there's no spots right now. So, you know, I'll keep your resume on file. Like, from then, I already know what it is. Like, and that's it. You know? That's so discouraging so, and disgusting because so. you are qualified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my name didn't seem like a black guy's name. My, this is my, this is my first name, Ricard, is Swedish, and my last name, Gino Well, is French. Yeah. So you wouldn't know if I'm a black guy. That's true, that's true. So uh, to the question. Judith said, see this and disagree. She says, there are many educated black men. If we look carefully, we will find them. And I believe, as SDA women, we have an advantage um, because in our community, most of the black men do go to college. That's true, and continue on. They, think about the annual um, graduation celebrations. This is not common outside the SDA Christian Church. Um, anything you guys want to say about that? Um, well, I could say that that is true. A lot of, but the thing is, we come from a Haitian community, right? Yeah. We was raised by three things, Lekal, Lakai, and Leglis, which yeah. means it's home, school, and church. Yeah. So we was raised in structure, but that's, but that's generalizing one small group. We're talking yeah. about the whole that's people as a whole. Yeah. Not a lot of black people even go to church because they feel like they don't have a lot, they don't have time for that. Black men growing up, they don't even want to be home because the streets is what's calling them. They'd rather nice. be in a club, they'd rather be on the corner, they'd rather be with their mans drinking, smoking, partying. I know because I was young too. I didn't want to be in the house. I would leave my house early morning. I wouldn't come to like early morning. I would leave like 8 in the morning, come home, just shower, change, and come back home like 5 in the morning. Because when you're young, you want to be in the streets. You don't want to be home. And then the school, you get distracted by so many different things, by girls, by money, by by like fast things that's in front of you because you're, you're taught to think that, okay, the guy down the block died early, the guy up the street died early, you, you, you live in the projects, at least 10, 20 people in your building died by the time you're 21, so you're like, okay, I'm going to live right now, I'm going to do this, I'm going I'm to see, because they call it see the woman up, I'm going to see this girl up because I might go to jail, I might die, at least I got to see that I'll grow up and keep my name going. Okay, I'm going to die tomorrow, this and that, like, I don't, I don't want to go to church for what? Like, that white man God don't mean jack to me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm living every day. If there was a guy, I wouldn't be in this place. Like, they don't know about the story of Job. Though he slayed me, still I shall trust in him. They don't know about those principles. They don't know. They they know crypt. They, they know blood. They know Latin King. They know the streets. Like, okay, I'm going to die by his flag. I'm going to live by his flag. I'm going to die by his gun. I'm going to live by his gun. What can the Bible do for me? Like, I know if this guy pulls out his gun, I pull out my gun. I'm straight. I'm not thinking about all that. Yeah, the Seventh-day Adventist people, yeah, they're in school, but they're raised to a different principle, to a different standard. Most of them is called, quote-unquote, squares. The guys outside, they're not thinking about none of this. Like, so why would you even pay attention to school when you could cut class and make money on the corner? That's their state of mind, because they don't know what real money is. They don't know about salary pay. They don't know about making 20, 30, 40, 50,000 an hour, because their parents didn't even make 20, 30, right. 15,000 an hour. Their parents didn't even make 15,000 an hour, so let alone 20, 30, 40, 50,000 an hour. Mm -hmm. They don't know about that. Like, they, their moms was probably home health aides, and their dads wasn't even there. Or they grew up on section eight and welfare, and they thought like, and they grew up watching drug dealers and dope dealers. It was like, okay, he got a car, he must be living good. But that guy, he's probably got a car. He's probably living in some next lady. I got three, four kids on section eight. He's living in her house, and he's living off his SSI or his 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 money. And then they think that that's the life that's glorified. They don't see doctors and lawyers and people like that come to the neighborhood. Because once doctors and lawyers get money, they move out the hood and they live in other neighborhoods. Exactly. So that's what they see, and what they see is what they breed, and what they see is what they believe, and everything else is just on TV, and that doesn't apply to them. And they and look at rappers and everybody else that's not even important, and they lose themselves. So with no identity of self, you will never know who you are. And that's why our people are lost. 
Basically, I just wanted to stop there. Um, anybody, anybody want to say anything before I continue with the comments? Yes, yes. So I, I just want to say, I mean, if you listen to what uh, uh, Elder Ricard just said, you, you, you know that, you know, what, the way you're thinking, you're thinking in terms of, you know, the Haitian community or the West Indian community, you know, we, 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 we were raised with a different standard that teaches us to go to school and to become proper and stuff of that nature. But we're talking about the masses now. When you're looking at the average black home, the masses, maybe your home, the masses, your daddy is, is yes, bad, but the masses are without uh, without a father in the home. Seventy-five percent of black families in the United States right now, seventy-five percent have no fathers. Where are the fathers? They're in jail or they're dead. That's a fact. They, they are running the streets. You, you understand what I'm saying? So that and and, and 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 so when you look at the jail, the jail system, you find 70% of the jail system is comprised of young black men and women. Mass incarceration. Uh, mass incarceration. This is something that started since on uh, during the um, era of Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. With the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, but who are smoking? Who and are Rockefeller smuggling? Mm-hmm. And Rockefeller. Yes. Who are smuggling drugs into our country? Not the us. CIA. We are not the one with the private jets. We are not the one who are bringing drugs into submarines. We don't get boats. We are not the one who are in the rehabilitation centers. We are not the one who are dying of, of drug overdose. But look, here's the difference, right? A black man is caught with drugs. He sent to he sent to jail for two, three, five years, and then he gets six years probation on top of that. So anything he do, he could end up back in jail. A different colored person caught with drugs, they go to rehab, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they get probation, what, six yeah. months, and they, they go back. They afford it to get them a great lawyer and to put them... That's it. And they're forcing us, mm-hmm. they're forcing our young men and women to sell drugs on the street, telling them that it's easy for you to make a couple of hundred for the day so you can buy yourself a pair of Jordan. And we all want to do that. We all, we all want to rock a pair of Jordan, so we go on the street and sell that drug and, 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 and get ourselves in trouble. But the, that's what's going on in the real and Jordan world. Jordan doesn't say nothing about it. And, and you know what? Okay. We don't so want to. That's what's going on in the real world. So we are really losing our black men and our black women. We have about uh, you know one black men for every 23, 21 black women. And guess what? I'm married. I already have my queen, so I have twenty. Facts. He ain't touching nothing anymore. He's just touching yeah. that that he got. That's, that's right. So I'm committed to that woman. Be my pastor, Lord. That's right. Yes, I, I'm there to to uh, to uh, um um to uh, educate her. I'm, her. I'm I'm there to to help her to become the best uh, black queen she 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 can ever be. I'm there to help um uh uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for to to help um develop her. Into into a great entrepreneur, into a great uh, um, a businesswoman, and to become the best mother that she can be. And this is the kind of uh, these are the kind of men we need. But we are having a shortage of that. And so the little few men we have, they're going for white women. Not that I have any issues with that. But what about our black women? What what can we do to to help our black men to go to school and to find themselves to become to live life on purpose? and to be committed to a beautiful black woman and have children and raise children and be committed into a relationship. Adele got a comment and then we're going to go to the question. Um, I was just going to say that just for anybody that might feel like, okay, we're focusing a lot on black men and the black community, you know, it's important because we don't have these conversations and we don't really have them in church either. And we really should because I mean, all my life I've been in church, I rarely see 
anything other than black. And so, you know, we have to have these conversations within ourselves. And the church could really be a liaison. You know, we could really connect um, with the community. We could really, like, kind of be that bridge between God and the black community, the people that are lost, like he said, looking for purpose. Um, and it's just a conversation that we that we just need to have. That's all I really wanted to say was that sometimes people feel like you're, you're kind of picking on an issue and you're kind of saying the same thing, but we don't have that conversation enough. And Absolutely. black men, I feel, and black women need to feel like you can be emotional. You can cry to you know your mom, your sister. You can come to them and ask them for advice because you know they say that women mature about seven years faster than men do. So if you have a sister who's, let's say, 22 or something like that, she's mentally she's close to her 30s and she can communicate with you. If you have an issues on how to love your wife or how to talk to a girl or how to be respectful or even telling your bros when they're openly disrespecting a black woman, yo, man, chill. Even telling, even correcting each other on how to talk about black women. You don't even have to marry a black woman. My problem is, is when a black man is with a woman of a different color, oh, because I'm with her because black women are this, that, and third. You don't have to put us down to love another woman. You should be with her because you love her, because you think she's smart. You know, if I end up falling in love with a white man, I'm not going to say, oh, it's because black men are this, that, and third. I could still have respect for you guys and say, I fell in love with this man who happened to be white, not because he's better than you for the color of his skin. So we can even love someone who doesn't look black without putting each other down. We don't have to trade that off. Wow, fire. That's all I gotta say. What a show. Let's go to the question. Um Okay, okay, wait. My man from Jersey said if every woman required that the black man they deal with talk to have a degree or at least they're an entrepreneur, I can guarantee we would have more men with degrees and becoming entrepreneurs. What you guys think about that comment? So if black women held out from being with a man unless he had a degree, they would go do it in order to get us. Well, at least a job. Because, or at least a career. Because or, if you look or, or, at it, entrepreneur. If you look at it this way, some women like I'm not gonna talk to him un unless he have on the the newest Jordans. I'm not gonna talk to him unless he Gucci down. I'm not gonna talk to him this and that. But maybe if they change that standard to I'm not gonna talk to him unless he has a job and a career. I'm not gonna talk to him for that. You hold yourself to a higher standard, and the man might hold himself to a higher standard. So you think black women kind of control, like black men, what they do success wise? Is for the pleasure of black women. So if we if we held you guys to higher standards, you would. I, yes. I think it's the POP, the power of the POP. Okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> because, absolutely. Because uh, yeah, so because that's one of the things. Whenever I have a chance to to preach, uh, especially for young people, I always tell the girls that you control what's going on. Because if you go to school, you have a college degree. And this brother comes with his hands, with his pants halfway down his behind, like he's wearing a diaper, like we, like he's wearing diapers or something. And you know, come holler at you. You gotta tell him first. Pull up your pants. Secondly, you tell him, I'm, my name is not baby. My name is Miss So and So. And so you gotta ask him. So where have you go to school? Do you have a college degree? You know, you're hollering at me. So what's going on? What do you have to offer on the table? Because one Besides of the reasons why baby. we have that's another reason why we have so so many divorce in the black communities because the average black men don't have a purpose don't have don't, they, 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 they don't have a purpose they're not they, they don't have something they're living for and because the average women they were God build them understand God build women to be a helper for men so if you have a sister that comes to help you if you don't have if you're not doing anything if you don't have a purpose if you don't have a vision what is it that she's gonna help you with? She's going to be frustrated. She's going to feel that you're no good. 
uh, son of a wife. And so therefore, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, That's my pastor. You, you understand what I'm saying? So what we need, we need our black men to have vision. We need our black men to have a sense of identity, to be doing something. Because the woman that you got put next to you, she comes with purpose, she comes ready, she comes with knowledge, she is mature, she is educated, she is, you know, she comes with, 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 with the whole total package, even the way God built her. God built her to be such a machine that when she comes oh to my you, God. she's ready to be explored. And if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're not strong That's enough, if, you, if, you, if you're not prepared, if you, if you are not properly built, properly matured, then she will come to you. There is no way you can compete with her. There is no way she can help you with anything. You can see her. You can. You don't even know how to how, how, how to even make proper love to her and to make her feel special. Can I just you know? say something? There's quite a lot of black women that we want a man who can push himself even when all the odds are against you because sometimes it's kind of a liability when we have to come into your life and motivate you you know oh, be your mother right? you know be your mother like you know it was kind of your mom your sister your aunt's job to kind of teach you how to be respectful and, and how to love a woman you know and you could tell how much a man values his mother by the way he treats you as a woman you know a lot of men think that even them holding the door for you like you owe them something you know what i mean oh i held the door for you i picked you up on time you know that's something that you should do naturally you know so just manners and morals is not something that i feel i should have to teach a man or or even chasing his dreams of course i will be your biggest cheerleader but before i came into your life who was motivating you you have to be motivating yourself you have to want it because no matter how much you push somebody if they don't want it there's it's, not much you can do. It's not going to work, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that's very good because you, know, <laughs> you, you said something that's very mm. important. You talk about the nest. What went up, what went up in the nest? You know, mm -hmm. when the kid, when the, that black man, that black man was growing up in the nest, what took place? Nah. Did, did he get the yeah. proper training? You know, did he know how, did he, did he get any, um, what you call that, role model, how to mm -hmm. treat a woman? You understand what I'm saying? A lot of times, as I said before, they grow, they grow up in a, in a household where there is no men, so they don't know how a man is supposed to treat a woman. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why they feel like, you know, and some of them, what they see in the hood is, you know, you, if you love a woman and you got to beat her up, you got to smack her, you got to do nah. this, you got to do that. And then, so that's what's continuing, and, mm -hmm. and, so, and so that's why we are having those, those issues in our communities. So that is why our, um, our program is there to teach black men how to be men. And so that's why the real world is here, to, sh to keep it real with you. Absolutely, mm -hmm. because we find a lot of men, you know, who are uh, 25, uh, 35, 40s, and 50s, they're still acting like boys because they have never had... They're going through a second childhood. Exactly. Mm -hmm. they, they're going to what? Their second childhood. Absolutely, second childhood, because they have never grown from a boy to a man. And that is, that is why. Let's that's go to some questions. Sorry, cut you off. Let's go to some questions. Um, Alexandria said, we also have to understand that we're target. They set us up for failure. In the hood, there's a liquor store in each corner. Right. That is true. Yes, yes. Um, the drugs that came from internal sources to set us from that for, for that drug charge, unfortunately, they become products of the environment that they are in. Sadly, the church can be a bridge to the gap. However, they're not going to the hood to help or offer that prayer, that scripture, that hope, they stay away. That's why we started this church, because the thing is that we are a community-centered church. Yes. So we need people who want to be down and participating. That's why we have the love team. So if anybody want to be down and participating with us, 
let us know. Absolutely. Yes. We, we do the leg work. You know, we I park my car. We go into the hood because the church is planted uh, right there in the in, in the heart of um of Crown Heights. You know, so many buildings and projects there. We go in there. We knock on people's doors. We talk to people. We 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 try to elevate the black men. We try to elevate uh, teach. The black men, how to be committed to a, to a black woman. We teach them about God because, as I said before, you know, what, you know, uh, a man, even if a man is 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 um, is educated, a man that is educated who don't have God in their life becomes a dangerous person. Yeah. Mm. So a person with knowledge and you don't have morals, you don't have uh, a moral campus, you don't have uh, uh, you, you don't have ethics. Then you become, uh, you, you know, you're dangerous. But this world is godless right now. That's why it's so dangerous today. Absolutely. And yes. I just want to say, pertaining to the comment, yes, yes. That's that's nature versus nurture. I mean, of course, you have the nest at home, like the pastor said, and then you have the atmosphere. Yes. And there is a struggle between the world and God. We talk about that from when we were younger. Mm -hmm. You know, you're tempted with alcohol. You're tempted with food. Like like the pastor said, your body is your temple. Your body is sacred. And it's not just about fornicating and sex and drugs. It's about even the food that you eat could be a crime against your body. Your body's not a wastebasket. You have to give your body vegetables and water and good things. And a lot of us in our neighborhoods, the healthiest thing we have is Subway. And depending on how much sauce you put and how much meat you put, it could be just as fatty as a burger with fries. You know, so it really is up to you to find that conscious. I mean, I agree 100% that we have been set up for failure, but there has to be an awakening in you. You have to, first of all, you have to get in contact with your source. Like we've been saying, like my brother has been saying, we're, we're, we're godless. We have to first get in tune with God and he will give us all the answers that we need from external to internal. And once you have that connection, you will start taking care of your body. You'll start drinking water. Like you won't even need to read books. You'll just, you'll just know, like once I started praying more, there were things that I used to just put in my body that now I sit in front of it. I'm like, this is not good for me. And Absolutely. I turn it down. Absolutely. There's people that I used to talk to that, I, you know, I, I, I proudly say now nah, I don't have any friends besides my church friends, you know, and my mom is my friend. But, you know, even even being friendless is OK with me because I feel better. I feel I feel like I have a better peace of mind. We need to start taking responsibility. Yes, we are set up for failure. Yes, we're in a hood where there's Popeyes and there's Wendy's and, you know, there's beef patties and everything like that where they put in all types of stuff. But when do you take responsibility and say, you know what? There is there is a conscious inside of you that can ring and say, bingo, light bulb, don't eat that, don't hang out with those people, alcohol is not good, remember last time you got drunk, you threw up, like your body will even give you signs when you smoke weed, you know, your memory becomes, you know, less, you know, or your vision becomes blurry, or when you drink, you lose control, you become angry, you become belligerent, your body, you know, we were built, God created us to to have natural signs of our body and our mind resisting bad things. So there has to be some some sense, you know, where you say this is wrong. You know, we can we can blame, you know, society. We can blame the government because they are to blame. Don't get me wrong. I am aware that there are things in place that have disadvantaged us as a people. Sorry, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness and false principalities in high places. Exactly. There has, there has to come a point where we kind of take responsibility and say, you know what, I do have the ability to say no to certain things and rise above, you know, all the things that are trying to trap me because the devil can't get you. He can try everything, but you have to agree. You have to say yes. I don't know if you guys ever watch like shows or movies where it's like a demon or a devil at somebody's door. You have to welcome it in. You have to say yes. It can't just, it can't just infiltrate your space. 
There has to be something that you're doing that's welcoming this energy, that's welcoming that spirit. And once you're living a life that is rebuking that spirit in every way, from the people you hang out with, the things you eat, the way you talk, everything about you is Christian. Everything about you is godly. Those spirits cannot infiltrate you. You will change the way you eat. You right. will change the people that you hang out with. Right. You will change Facts. how you dress. We have a woman co-host. Facts. We have a woman co-host. And this goes back to the Bible, like... Let me pick it back on her for a minute. You yes. know, she talked about you know how we treat our Yo. bodies, what we put inside our bodies. One thing we don't understand is that we have a, a high uh, um, infertility among black women, even mm -hmm. a lot of young black, black men. And young young black men. Stop also. drinking that tropical fantasy sperm killer. Not only they are shooting blank, and sometimes their their their, their sperms are, are just not healthy enough to get a woman pregnant. Because of so much stuff we put we put inside from the smoke, the, what we smoke, and from the tattoos we put in our bodies, wow. and our lymph notes, and from the the, 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 the junk you eat uh, on the corner, you know, the, the fast foods, the crown fried chickens they put there. We have to go back and you know having that beautiful black woman that that you marry, that beautiful black woman who will learn to cook for you, so cook some get some great recipe. Remember when I met my wife, she didn't know how to cook. But when she began to start cooking, and I began to compliment her, even when the food tastes nasty, but I ate the food. That's real. Hope she ain't that, seen this. That, that, that prompted No couches, baby. No couches. prompted her to go to, uh, to, to, um, to, uh, on the internet and go to, uh, to libraries and get recipes. And she started cooking some good, healthy food. And then I started going to the gym, and man, the oh, man. So, 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 this is it's very important because we yes. have a, our, a lot of we have a lot of kids who are who are being born now in this generation with um, with autism, with a lot of stuff. Yes, they put a lot of stuff in the vaccine. They put they give our kids, but we are also partly responsible because of how we treat our body, what we put inside our body, that cause our children to grow uh, to be born with uh, with deficiencies. With uh, ADDs and and um, and autism and sometimes retarded and all these other stuff, so we have to control. And and uh, for the most part, a lot of us we are unfertile because we can't reproduce because of what how we've been treating our bodies. So it's been set up. But now we that's why we are here to educate you. That's why this show is here to educate you. That's why uh, um, um, we're in a circle church is there to educate you. So we need you to come. We need you to support. We need to sit down because we're gonna have um, we're gonna have a men's group where we teach men men how to become men, how to take responsibility, how to become that king God created you to be. We're gonna have youth groups. We're gonna teach our boys how to become men, and we're gonna teach them about the systems, how the system was set up to keep them down, so we can help them to understand, to outsmart the system, and to be the to be the beacon of light that God uh, caused them to be. We're gonna even have women's group because we want our women to understand who they are, to be able to learn to appreciate the black men because they also been taught to, to disrespect the black men and because even on the plantation, the, the slave masters found ways to get a black woman to disrespect the black men from them, uh, uh, from them uh, uh, sodomizing the black men right in front of everyone, just, just, just sodomizing them and then and, and to, to emasculate them, to, to, to switch, uh, strip them of their masculinity so that they don't have any respect in front of their families, in front of their, men, uh, in front of their women. And then, so, and then even when they have to give us something to wear, they have to give us food, they have to give it to the woman so that the woman can feed us, to make us feel low. And that sometimes continues that some, 
average black women, they don't, don't know how to appreciate a black man. They don't know how to uh, elevate him. They don't know how to build him up. Because our, your job, sisters, is to build that man, is to elevate him, to, uh, to give him responsibilities, to give, hold him up to higher standard. We said that before. When he comes to you, hold him to higher standard. Push him to go to school. Wow. You want to date me? I need you to go to school. We, I want to sit down and have a good conversation with you because I want to st uh, start my own business. I have that entrepreneurial Facts. spirit. So, yes, you are selling drugs. We can use that spirit of, 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 of entrepreneurial and we can put it into something... Uh, like Jay-Z did. Shout out to Jay-Z. Amen. So we can put it into something that is... Uh, that is uh, um, uh, more productive uh, that uh, that is uh, that is real and we can make some good money we can uh, uplift our society just like uh, the Jews did just like uh, the European did we can do it too because you know we were at it way before they were but you know they outdo us and so now we have to work at least seven to ten times uh, more in order to be able to catch up with, 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 with our counterparts Wow Wow um, the next comment I think it's going to be the last comment because this is a show. Um, your homegirl, um, Katja um, Dorensoville, she said successful women will not submit to foolishness. If you don't Facts. have to drive, Facts. if you don't have to drive to finish college, why should I trust you to lead our family? Mm. Facts. That's, that's, Facts. That's, that's, that's what we're talking point. about. That's what we're talking about. You, we need to stop the foolishness. We need to stop the hangout in front of the liquor store. Let's be... Uh, purposeful. Let's go to college. Let's learn something. Let's have that entrepreneurial spirit. Let's have that uh, spirit of of, of 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 grandiose to be to be to be on top of the world. We can. We we were. We were created to be. So let's 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 get it. So guys, we're pushing nine o'clock, and this was a great episode. Um, I guess we got to close out. So closing points. Um, we start off with Brother Sanders. Um, but, but, but before we close, I just want to just make one quick announcement. Um, just want to let you guys know that the end of this month, we're going to be having a Metro Car Drive. We're giving out free Metro Cars to the people of the community because the Winter Circle Church is all about community service. If you're interested in participating or contributing to the cause, um, please get at me, Brother Ricard, or Pastor Pierre. So we want to need you. We need your help to, to contribute to make a difference. And the turkey drive and the toy drive. Yeah, of course. But right drive. now, we want to focus on banging this out first so yeah that's true definitely so close out point Sanders um, close out point is we need we need unity we need unity as a people we need to come together as 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 masses and when we come together as masses we can make a, a huge difference that's what I got from it because as a people we, we we're so divided and the enemy wants to, to in order for him to conquer he wants us to be divisive so we need unity as a people and it starts with the family and once the family's in order, you know what I'm saying, then you could then 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 the society's in order. So we need to be more family oriented and support one another. That's what I got from this whole conversation. Adele? I think the real word is such an excellent platform. It's such an anointed and blessed platform because this is really amen, amen. a real perspective and um, it's four different individuals here with different energies that can come together in one thought and to touch on the black community, it's a very important conversation that should be had in the black church, especially the West Indian black church. We have like a don't ask, don't tell, don't talk about it, act like it's not going on kind of mindset. And so I'm just grateful that the upcoming youth and even older individuals kind of get, the more we talk about it, the more we open the conversation, the more we can grow and kind of really heal the wounds and the partnership between the black woman and the black man, once that's strengthened, once we recognize and respect each other, um, there is no man, white, 
bridge that can break that bond once we kind of go in and heal each other because we we were there together we were on the slave you know plantation together we saw that together we witnessed that together we were kings and queens together because our story does not start in slavery we had a story before that but the people that have been telling our stories tell us that that's where we started but there was a there was a history before that and even though we don't know that history because they've wiped it away we can create our future and the future doesn't have to be our future generations when we're dead you know complaining or crying or going through the same things we can make sure that they have the resources because we had these conversations that they can do better. Pastor Pierre? Yeah, so one other thing I, I learned from that is, um, is just as uh, Pastor Como says, it's about unity because that's one thing we don't have in our community. We don't, uh, we don't celebrate each other. We, we each don't other. support each other and we need that. The, the, the last time that black folks actually came together and support each other, it was in 1803 when the Haitians won their independence since then, we have never, as a people, as as a masses, to come together and to and to celebrate each other and to come together for a common purpose and to do something good. So let's start by supporting one another. Let's start by celebrating one another. And we, we have that divisive spirits in us, you know, that division, uh, dividing to conquer. And this is something we learn on the plantation. But guess what? We are no longer on the plantation. The Bible says those that God, Jesus says is free, they are free indeed. So we are free physically. So let's work about our mental emancipation. Uh, once we are emancipated mentally, we can learn to appreciate one another. We can learn, I learned to celebrate my brother here. I learned to celebrate my sister here. I'm so amazed with the with the amount of, uh, of, of wisdom she has. Yeah. And we need oh my more goodness. black queens. We, we more, need a woman host. We this is it. More I'm sorry, queen. Judy. We need <laughs> <laughs> personal. We yeah. need, we need wow. more royalties. Yeah, uh, like that. So, sister, I celebrate you. I yes. celebrate your knowledge and your um and your ingenuity, and as well as uh, wow. your beauty. So, may the good Lord bless you. And so, we Facts. need all that. So, we need to celebrate our black men. We need to push them. We need to hold them to a higher standard. That, as she said before, you women, you women, you can do that. Don't emasculate them. Don't look down on them. But push them. Help them because they have greatness in them. They have royalty in them. You have to get it out of them and push them to, to, to their limits so that they can be the best God has created them to be. So once we do that, the rest is history. We can have a better uh, a, a better community. Amen, amen. Basically, everything we talked about, I feel like it's prophesied in the Bible and the book of Deuteronomy. It says, because you haven't kept my covenant and you haven't kept my laws, you'll be returned back into bondage. I feel like right now we're living in a lot of days and we're in bondage. Some of us are in mental slavery. Some of us are in physical slavery. Some of us are even in spiritual slavery where we're like a slave to demonic forces and we don't even recognize it. I feel like at this present point, we need to return back to our essence. We've got to return back to our spirituality. Once we return back to God, God will set everything out. God has always put everything on earth that we need to sustain ourselves. When he made Adam and Eve, he put them in a garden where everything was there for them. They didn't have no worry. Even today, we have no worry. Even the simplest animal like a bird, it never worries about what it's going to eat tomorrow. But yet, we over here thinking that we're God when we're just simply man. We're just simply flesh, and we could be gone any point, any time of the day. Wow. I feel like we need to reunite ourselves with the Spirit. Once we reunite ourselves with the Spirit, we will be like one. Everything will fall into place. Yes. We need to 
We need to go back to the simpler times where a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and together they are family and they that can raise true. the next generation, that generation could continue. I feel like we as men create our false laws, our false rhetorics. We try to switch genders and everything else yeah. and try to be so confused. Those that we are not, we don't know if they're coming or if we're going. Identity but crisis. I think in all honesty, if we're just honest with ourselves yeah. and we change ourselves and we, we submit to God and we humble ourselves, then everything will fall into place. I myself, I could be a perfect example of that. When I surrendered myself onto God, my life became better and everything started to fall into place. So I think this platform is a way that I'm showing the world and me and Brother Sanders and my sister Adele and Pastor Pierre showing the world that us as people of color, we can do greatness and we came from greatness. Like and join the movement. Earlier yes. today I wrote a post about Masa Musa from Mali, the richest man in the history of, of man, basically who through his charity, he threw off the whole economy of Egypt that was supposed to be the most richest country during that time. So we can say, we could talk down about black men all day, all night, but come on, we all know what the truth is. Yeah, of course. So let's just return back to the essence and keep it real with ourselves. Absolutely. So we're going to close out with a prayer. Yes, one last thing I want to say is that, um, you know, me as a preacher, when I preach, those are the kind of... Uh, uh, those are the kind of components I bring on the table because I'm not the kind of preacher who just sit there and just quote Bible scriptures That's facts. You know, all, all, all throughout the sermon. I, I like to use a Bible scripture and make it relevant to our practical lives to see how we can change as a people, how we can get God into our lives, how we can change the way we live as a family, we live as a people, how we can better ourselves so that we can have a better society. So we invite you to invite us to come to your church, we'll preach, we'll do those kind of round tables, we will educate your people, we educate young people. Those of you who know me as a preacher, you know the kind of preacher I am. When I go, I'm a known nonsense preacher. I agree. When I come, I preach the word, I, I get into uh, into your personalities. My thing is to help you change so that you can become the best God wants you facts, to, facts. to maximize your potential. Amen. And this is what I'm about, so that's the kind of preacher I am. So invite us to your church, and we'll come and do those kind of roundtables, and we'll revolutionize our community one church at a time. Amen. All right, so who wants to close out with the prayer? I'll do that. Okay, thank our you. Father and our God, we want to pause at this time to give you thanks for the uh, multiplicity of blessings you have showered upon us. We thank you for bringing us here safely. We thank you for waking us, uh, us up this morning and uh, uh, and assist and, and uh, uh, keep the, the breath of life within us and sustain the breath of life within us. We thank you for bringing us here in this uh, place where we can uh, dialogue, where you can have a dialogue, where you can have a, product, uh, a productive uh, discussion. We pray that you will bless uh, Elder Ricard and all his uh, associates and uh, Pastor uh, Camo and uh, my sister here, Sister, Ricard, sister uh, Jean Noel sitting here and my brother in front of us here today. We pray that you will bless us, bless our audience. Let these words not go out in vain. Let these words uh, fall into fertilized hearts and minds. Let these words revolutionize us. Let these words... Uh, um, change us and radicalize us for the kingdom of heaven. Let us to learn to find you and find our purpose in you. Bless us, Father. Bless our community and give us a spirit of prosperity. Give us a spirit of, uh, of victory. Give us a spirit of, uh, of blessings and bless us now and blow our minds with so much you can do for us and so much you will do now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Shout out to everybody that watched today. I know this episode was long, but this episode was powerful, and a lot of things that were said today need to be said. We ask you to support, if you can, support this ministry. Um, nothing here you see is free. Nothing here you see is cheap. So if you can, you could donate to the PayPal or the GoFundMe to continue the ministry. As you know, we help the community. We do diaper drives. We do clothing drives. And we do a lot of different things. So if you like this program, you like the program to continue, then please contribute. I thank my guest, um, Pastor Pierre. I thank my guest, Adele Gina Well, for coming through. Special and your host, Pastor Sanders, too, Pastor baby. Sanders. Shout out to Pastor Sanders. Can't forget him. Special shout out to our live studio audience member, Girl and Eugene. I see you, bro. And shout out to all the people that has been watching 17 episodes in, people. Episode 20 is going to be a movie. It's going to be a party, right? Say it's going to pass somebody. We actually to make that an event. Definitely for the Episode 20. Yeah. Um, the, the YouTube is soon coming up, and we just thank you all for going. And we'll see you next week, same time, 7.30. So we out here. See you guys later. Take care. Peace, Peace. and love, guys. Peace, Peace and love. And love.